Welcome to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Your hosts are Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner. This program is based on practical life-enhancing tools to shift your energy, mixed in with great stories, lots of laughs and wisdom to help you feel more confident and ignite your full potential. Now, here's Sarah and Sheila. Hello, it is Sarah and Sheila here, and we today are going to talk about the power of positivity. Do you see a glass of water as half full or half empty? When you're faced with a challenge, do you think of all the things that could go wrong? Or do you think about how awesome it will be? Everyone has positive and negative thoughts sometimes, but choosing which ones to focus on makes a huge difference. Looking on the bright side can help you feel more peaceful and may even improve your health. So we want to talk today about do you look towards the sun or are you looking towards the dark? Because I can tell you from experience that if you're looking towards the dark, you're going to get bumped and bruised and it's going to take you a lot longer to get where you want to go. But if you look towards the sun and you look towards the bright side of things, then you are going, you might get a little burned, but that's okay. Because you are going to feel the joy and the heat and see the sunshine and feel the sunshine and see the flowers. And it is just going to help you have a better life, a higher level and sense of well-being high-level wellness, and that's what we are all about. So today, we are going to talk about positivity, the movement of positivity, some of the negatives that they say about positivity, the things you can do to become more positive, how positivity actually physiologically changes your brain. So many great things to talk about today. So first, I do want to talk about the power of choice. You have this choice of the thoughts that you are going to think and dwell on. And you have an opportunity to choose thoughts that are going to be more productive and proactive for yourself. So let's talk a little bit about that. Sheila. Yes, Sarah. Do you think that you're a positive person? Tell me. I do, actually, think that I'm a very positive person. I think it's a lot because of the experiences that I've had in the past being negative. I've had to really force myself to think more positively and put things in perspective. So... Overall, yes, I do. When I am faced with a challenge, I may not at first react positively, but I do pause a lot and I do stop to think, okay, is this really as bad as it seems? Maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's something that I can work on to change the direction of something. So I do feel like I am. How about you? I love that. I I do think I'm positive as well. A lot of times people will say, you're so happy. And it's not that, you know, I'm happy all the time, but it is that, and you touched on this, it's that I know how to redirect my thoughts for them to be productive. And I think you hit on something very important, a little mind morsel nugget that we should talk about today. And that is the pause. First of all, something I want to make very clear to everybody listening is that all emotions are important. All emotions are worthy. So we don't want to label, you know, this is negative. And if you're positive, that means you can't have a negative thought and that you're supposed to dismiss all these other feelings you have. What this positivity means is that you are not going to dwell on the negativity to the point where it is counterproductive for yourself. So what you said, Sheila, is that, you know, of course you think negative, but then you pause and you redirect your thoughts so that they're productive. And you've learned to do that through experience of having these negative things happen in your life. And I think that's really important because that's going to be a big crust of what we're going to talk about today is how do you pause? How do you redirect? And what I think I've learned to do over time that has been super beneficial is 
to redirect and redirect more quickly. So when you first do these practices in this work, it's not going to happen immediately. It's just like a muscle. You know, you have to work at it and work at it and practice. And that's another thing I want to point out that this is something that takes effort, but it's the best effort you can do because you will immediately be able to switch gears. So before when I used to drive about like 15, 20 years ago, if someone cut me off, I'd be maybe flipping the bird. I might be cursing that person. And now I, my thought immediately goes to, oh, I hope that person's okay. Or I wonder what's happening for that person. Or I don't even think about it because I'm not even going to let it bother me. You know, so it's like learning to really um, identify where you want to be, the state of being you want to live in this world. Yeah. And is the negativity worth it? Is that worth the effort or is it just not worth the effort to get so upset over something you can't even control? And I think that's huge because I think a lot of people do become addicted to that negative feeling and that negativity. And um, it's going to be a process. You're going to get a little uncomfortable when you start doing this work. If you are indeed, if you like to hold on to that negativity, you're going to have to learn how to let that go. And ultimately, it's going to feel better. But what happens in our brain is people get very used to that feeling of anger or negative. It's the default mode. It's called the default mode. Um, And you default to that. But you can learn how to, in a step-by-step process, default to something more positive. Yeah, and always remember that a positive attitude may not always solve all your problems, but it's going to annoy enough people to make it worth the effort. Just remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that. That's hilarious, for sure. So we were going to talk about that today. So you mentioned a little bit. um, Can you tell us a little bit more about your process, Sheila, of what you do? Do you have a specific process? How do you shift over from that initial negativity to the positive? Well, or productive, I should say. Right. You've described me as cool, cool as a cucumber. So I'm not necessarily happy on the outside. You're not going to see me like jumping around. You know, Sarah, you're much happier than I, I am. jumping around. On the outside, <laughs> she'd be jumping around and I'm just kind of sitting back, taking it all in. So I take more of a calm approach to my happiness in that right. I really... I'm able to shift things into perspective rather quickly because of all the practice that I've put into it. So, but I do pause. I pause a lot. And my husband also often has said like in stressful situations, he's like, how do you do that? How do you not react immediately? I said, because I just need to process and I need to think about this. Is it worth the reaction, you know, to just spit out what I want to say, or am I just going to pause and think about it first? That's really my process and putting it in perspective. Great. And I, I would assume that, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but that pause probably is in line with like a deep breath and breathing because what happens is your sympathetic nervous system will kick in when you're under some kind of stress or challenge or negative feeling. And the pause, ah, the big breath that you take actually kicks in your parasympathetic nervous system, which balances that out. And you want to create homeostasis between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. So that sympathetic fight or flight, breathing in that deep breath. So just taking a pause, pausing and then taking a nice breath is huge because that's going to calm that down and it will enable you to think more clearly. Right. I had a situation actually a couple of years ago where my son was driving with my daughter. They were coming back from ice skating right around Christmas time. And I got a frantic call from a random number or just a number, and I didn't recognize, so I answered. It was my daughter screaming into the phone that they'd gotten into a car accident. And it was like 9 o'clock at night. I just settled in to watch a TV show, and she's screaming into the phone. 
We got in a car accident. Kyle's bleeding. The ambulance is coming. You know, a situation where you would normally go into complete panic mode and think the absolute worst. And I said, okay, calm down. I just had to take a breath. I'm like, okay, is he okay? Is he speaking? She said, yes, he's speaking. Okay. That to me was enough for me to relax myself enough to get my head together to say, okay, hang up the phone. I'm going to meet you at the hospital after I get somebody to come here, you know, watch my other daughter. But it was a situation where I could calmly leave the house knowing that they were going to be okay. Whereas if I didn't pause and put that in perspective, I would have been a complete lunatic on the road. Right. So it's really important, these skill sets, you know, for not only everyday living, but for these extreme instances where you just really need to. And I have to think about ER doctors who are, um, you know, experts at kind of doing that because they are thrown situations that they have no idea. And can you imagine if they, you know, reacted to each one that they're seeing? So they have to learn how to kind of separate that so they can focus on whatever surgeries or whatever they need to do. So that's great. You you are really good at that. I've definitely witnessed that. Um, whereas I feel like I'm a little more emotive in that way. <laughs> well, you have to. Although sometimes I do, I will I will switch, and people are surprised. Like I do, like uh, calm down. Right. More. And, than and I think when we talk about happiness, it's not necessarily like oh, I'm jumping around for joy every day. It's more just being calm and at peace with yourself type of happiness, I believe. Right. Calm and at peace, and I think that feeling of being capable to deal with what life has to throw at you and the challenges that are coming. And I think that is huge because the attitude of positivity helps you feel that confidence and helps like light the fire under that. I can achieve the things I need to, and I can overcome the challenges. Sure. And I can do this saying to yourself, I can do this. I can handle this. I am capable of doing this. It's a huge practice that will help tremendously. Absolutely. It it does come down for sure to self-talk. And we're going to talk about self-talk a little bit more later. Um, But you hit on something and that is control and things not happening to you, but you taking control and being able to very consciously and intentionally respond, which is what you did when you got that frantic phone call. Mm -hmm. There's a huge shift these days, I feel, about taking control of your situations instead of being the victim role and not everything happening to you. Why is this happening to me? Why is this person, you know, not being nice to me? Why is my boss not treating me well? Why did I not do this? Instead, shifting that focus into doing the work that we were talking about, making the effort to shift your thoughts into, I am in control. If I am not happy, then I am going to need to change. Right. Because when you do that, you shift over to the frontal cortex and that holographic thinking. So there are different levels of thought and you can get stuck in negative mental filtering. You can get stuff in catastrophizing. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But if you are able to um, do what you're talking about, Sheila, and shift your focus to the positive, that's going to enable you to get more solution oriented and to be open to different ideas and different concepts of how you might be able to move forward or make a proper decision for yourself or the best decision. Um, Because ultimately, whatever decision you're going to make, you would hope to have the confidence to course correct if it wasn't the best thing for you. And that's in itself a really great feeling to know, hey, I can risk, I can put this out there, and then I'll course correct if it doesn't end up being what I thought it was. But it's all about the journey. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about identifying negative thinking 
Because a lot of times with the clients I work with, they're like, I'm not negative. And I'm like, oh, honey, child. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just first realize our negativity. And that's step one is thinking, okay, where maybe can I improve? You know, if you're not sure if you're positive or negative. And let me just tell you, our brain is wired to be negative. So everybody has that. So unless you've done some of this work, then you most likely are negative and you most likely are defaulting to negative. So the first would be uh, mental filtering, magnifying the negative aspects of a situation and filtering out the positive ones. So you might have had a great day at work. You completed your tasks ahead of time. Maybe you were complimented for doing a great speedy job. And then that evening you focus on your plan to do even more tasks and forget about the compliments you received. I'm huge on that. I say a lot of times like you need to marinate in your successes taking a few moments and people that is one really fun it seems like very fluffy but not thing you can do if you can learn to marinate in your successes and just take a few moments when you've accomplished something it can shift everything it shifts everything I call that my at least principle (laughs) a really crappy day but at least something good happened And I try to direct other people that way, especially in the line of work I am in a dance studio. We have students sometimes who get frustrated and they'll stumble. I said, but at least you didn't fall down. You know, you still kept smiling, at least, you know, pointing out the good things that are happening. You may have had a really bad performance, but at least you kept that smile and that's awesome. Right. And that's great. And linking that with, you know, And let's try it again. And this time, I know you're going to do better because now you have new information. Like, you know, and taking that information in. Because people, I think, get stuck to in feeling the negative. Well, like, so let's say they did a dance and they didn't do the routine right. What's like, hey, next time point your toes more. You know you're going to be better because now you have new information. And using that new information to then move you forward. Because people get stuck a lot. They, they, they block out that new information that can make it. And it's really the most successful people are the people who can take that in. They don't crumble under the negativity and the feedback. Some people can't even hear the feedback. And they recognize that at least something good was there. So if you're having a really bad day at work, or something happens with your kids, you're really frustrated at the end of the day, what happened at least, at least I got this done today, something I wanted to do. At least I took a little bit of time to get to the gym or at least picking out some positive things that at least happen during your day helps you to start to shift your thinking. Absolutely. That's a little bit of gratitude right there. And, and we'll get into gratitude later, but that's 100%. There's so much science behind gratitude and how gratitude will help shift you. It will help build your brain power. I love that. So another negative thinking um, aspect to think about is personalizing. So when something bad occurs, do you automatically blame yourself? For example, maybe you hear that an evening out with friends is canceled and you're thinking, oh, maybe the change of plans because no one wanted to hang around with me. No one wanted to hang around with me. That's why the plan was canceled. So I think that, ask yourself that. Do you do that? Do you immediately go to blame? The blame shame game. I think the majority of people do automatically internalize everything, whatever it is. You know how they say when people are telling you a story, Half of, more than half the time, they're not even listening to you. They're just thinking about their response because Absolutely. they're thinking about how this is affecting them right? or how this may have been caused by them. Right. It's, it's also, this, it's called a spotlight effect too, where you just assume everybody, I always think about the, um, the, there's a scene in Clueless 
where the one girl falls down the stairs and, you know, everybody's dancing and maybe like two or three people. And she's like, oh, my gosh, did everybody see me? And she's just assuming everybody saw her when really like maybe two or three people saw her. I know I bring it back to teeny bopper movies, but I love them so much. So um, there is a spotlight effect. There is personalizing where you think everything is about you. And if you are one of those people, it's something you're going to want to think about, think about working on. The next one is catastrophizing. You automatically anticipate the worst. The drive through coffee shop gets your order wrong and you automatically think the rest of your day will be a disaster. <sighs> and that's one thing that I, I um, have learned to do instead of being like, this day is horrible, this moment is horrible. This is a horrible moment and now I know that I have the power and the control to shift that moment. And it's, uh, it's very empowering to know that I can do that. Okay, I'm isolating this bad experience to this five minutes. And then I'm not going to let it be a bad experience anymore. And people get stuck in that. They bring that to everything they do. They can't put it at the door. Put it at the door. Put it down where it was. Leave it at the coffee shop. <laughs> and drive away. Leave the drama to your llama. We always tell them to check, our, check the drama at the door. Check it at the door. Take a deep breath. Because this is all about breathing. Taking a moment to put things in perspective. But that's a great point. Don't let one little moment ruin your entire day. Right. It's the power of the now, really. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the moments and creating each moment anew and fresh. So don't bring in the last two minutes into this, you know, next two minutes, if you can help it, if you have control over that. And most of the time, you do have control over that. We're going to talk a lot more about having control and the choices and how to make better, healthier, happier, more positive choices in your self-talk after we take a short commercial break. But before we do, everybody, be sure to follow us at Fab Empowers on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, hashtag it gab with fab and hashtag fab empowers that we know you are listening and visit our website at fabempowers.com to get your free gift, the latest updates and join our tribe of fabulous women with our monthly membership. That's right. right Yeah. All right. All right. We'll be right back. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We're right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Hello, it is Sarah and Sheila here, and we are talking about positive thinking. Is your glass half empty or half full? Are you able to put negative experiences at the door and move on and move forward with your life? Or do you ruminate? Do you stay in a space of negativity? Are you mental filtering negative aspects of your life? Are you personalizing everything and thinking automatically everything that is negative or happens is something to do with you? Are you catastrophizing, automatically anticipating the worst? Hopefully you are not. And if you are, that is okay because you are here on a journey with us today and we are going to help you learn how to become more positive because positivity changes your brain. The more positive you are, the better brain health you will have, a greater sense of well-being, a greater sense of peace. So we talked a little bit about that filtering, personalizing and catastrophizing. And there's one more I want to talk about, polarizing. Do you see things as only good or bad? There is no middle ground. You feel that you have to be perfect or you're a total failure. Oh, I have so many of these friends. I have these black and white friends that just think black and white and they do not see shades of gray. So what can you do about these things? Sheila, do you have any tips for us? Well, we just had a listener chime in via email saying about the coffee discussion, like if your coffee's (laughs) wrong. She said... uh, Listener Maureen, she said, if my coffee is wrong, at least I was able to take the time to get coffee and I had the money to buy one. I agree. Nice. Put that in perspective. That's very true. The the polarizing issue is, yeah, I know a lot of people that are that way as well, like very inflexible of seeing a gray area there. That takes practice. It takes a lot of practice to try to get yourself to see something that could be seen as completely negative and try and draw some positive out of it because a lot of times they'll see it as a life-changing event or something that uh, is so polarizing they can't move from it and they are not free then to see what kind of opportunity might come out of it. And I think that goes to a lot of times you have to look at what is your worldview. You know, that's an issue right there with your belief system if you're really feeling like it's black or white, if you're really feeling like it's failure like complete failure or not. And you just have to start, I think, with the question of how would your world change if you were able to see gray? And just right there, just saying to yourself, how, how could things change for you? What would your life maybe be like if you didn't take these extreme stances? And are you open to be flexible to see where it would go? Exactly. So just ask yourself that. You, the black and white people out there that don't see gray, ask yourself that because your world could change just with maybe the open-mindedness that it's possible to change. Because sometimes people don't even realize it is possible. This is all possible. This has been done. I've done it. Sheila does it. Lots of people are successfully shifting the way that they're thinking in order to feel more peaceful, to experience more joy in their lives. So it comes to identifying the areas you need to change. So where do you need to change? If you want to become more optimistic and engage in more positive thinking, which is going to lead to a happier, healthier life, You need to identify areas of your life that you might be thinking negatively. Could be work, could be a relationship, could be your commute. You can start small, focusing on, you know, small areas and then expanding from there. So Sheila, is there any areas you want to work on? Are you positive all around? (laughs) 
I'd like to channel Rose from the Golden Girls a little more <laughs> often and just be a little more carefree that way. Right. Um, areas of work, yeah, probably work. I would need to work a little bit more on and not getting so stressed out and thinking more positively about things. I have a big recital coming up, which is a huge stress. It's like planning a wedding every year. It is. <laughs> And it's all well and got a very well-oiled machine as a team, and we work awesome together, but there's always those variables and those situations where people are upset or don't agree with the way that you do something or want to tell you how to do something, and you immediately start to feel negative or you start to question yourself and your abilities. It happens every year, even though I've been doing it for 15 years. You'd think I would just be like, oh, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. I've done it before, and it works every year. It doesn't matter. Every year that creeps in. So it's definitely an area that I need to work on. I am pretty good at maintaining my composure, I've been told, in those situations. You are. And handling it diplomatically. But it's still internally, it affects me a lot. Right. And I think I think that, um, you know, we touched on it a little bit earlier in the first segment. But all emotions are good. So, of course, you're going to have that those responses probably to the parents that are really difficult and maybe little crying children, you know, and their little tutus. Oh, they're so cute. These recitals are awesome. Right. But I know it's a, it's a lot to put together. Like you said, it's like a mini wedding. And I think, you know, there's a gift into all those emotions. And we're talking a lot about taking those emotions and being able to shift them. But emotions are flags. They're signals. They're telling you, you know, um, what's important to you. And, and to be aware. And so you're also using all of this, those negative things as an opportunity. That in itself is a positive view and a positive attitude. We just had another listener chime in saying that she's going to stop breeding the obituaries. Oh, my, that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, unless, unless maybe you read the obituaries and it makes you happy. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, At least you have the opportunity to read them, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you have that. But also, maybe you read them just to see the joy that people have had. You know, it depends on, like, sure. if you're, like, eating Ben and Jerry's or scooping out a big thing of peanut butter crying to the obituaries, maybe you got to stop that. But, you know, if you're trying to honor people, I'm not sure. That's well, very interesting. What about you, Sarah? Where do you feel that you need to work on it? Um, that's a great question. Well, for me right now, as far as, like, um, working on the power of positive, I think I am working on being able to bring more calm to all the moments in my life. So it's more a global working right now, as opposed to just like a specific area. So I'm trying to just bring a greater sense of calm and um, peace to everything and how I, you know, how I can do that and how I can, um, because my attitude usually can be pretty good, but then physiologically, sometimes I will tense up and I'll stress out you know, and I can feel it physically in my body. Um, so kind of wanting to be in a state of more relaxation through everything, through the positive, positiveness of all these kind of tools we're going to give you today. Sometimes sure. there's a stigma behind positivity and staying yes. positive as a society. We kind of tend to believe that thinking positively as being happy is not a habit, but a celebration. So we kind of treat being happy as a celebration, which doesn't happen as often as you know, we feel negative. That seems to be like the the way society operates. Right. Well, I think part of it is because our brain is wired towards negativity. Right. And we automatically, a lot of times too, and science has shown this, that we will, if we're, things are going and 
cruising along, we're feeling pretty good, we are going to immediately think that the bottom is going to drop out. Like we're almost waiting for the negative to happen. And so that actually is a great thing you're bringing up because that links to um, kind of what I'm hoping to achieve with myself is that greater sense in everything I do, just having a more sense of um, peace and calm and not thinking the bottom's going to drop out, being able to really enjoy all the aspects of feeling good and how we talked about in the very beginning of, you know, marinating in those successes and feeling good. So the moments you are having that are peaceful and calm, even just driving in a sunny day, you know, can be amazing and allowing that to happen, allowing to be in that moment of the joy of, just driving, driving in a sunny day when the weather's been so crazy for us on the East Coast um, and so dark and dreary and enjoying that. Right. We kind of kind of weave together mindfulness with gratitude and happiness and just an overall sense of peace and well-being. It all kind of blends together, don't you think? Absolutely. It's absolutely. It's all, it's all towards the approach. So when people, because there are naysayers, so I have a friend a couple of years ago and we were talking about that. He's like, you know, go watch your Smurfs. And I'm like, I will watch my smart because you know what? <laughs> that brings me joy. But it's also, like I said, it's, you know, looking towards the sun or looking, you know, letting yourself, allowing yourself the opportunity to be able to experience all the joys and all the happiness that life has to offer. And I think people get a little scared of that. They do. They get a little scared of that, they, or whether they don't believe it or they don't think they're worthy. And that's another huge piece that a lot of times people don't feel like they deserve to feel it, but it is your God-given right. Mm-hmm. It is why you were meant on the earth. You know, we have these feelings. You can have this feeling of elation in your body because it's meant to be there. You know, it's there. Your body's ready for it to happen. It's like um, Candace Pert is one of my favorites, and I teach about her in my biopsychology class, and she found the um, neuropeptide, like the opiate receptors, so she was, she got in a huge horse riding accident and they put her on medicine. She's like, wait, I feel this euphoric feeling. My body has some mechanism for euphoria. Like it's built in to my being. So why is it like it's, if it's built in there, it meant, means we're supposed to experience it. And I think if we can just shift a little bit and realize that we are supposed to experience all these amazing things. It's kind of like when you think about Winnie the Pooh. I think about that a lot because there are so many characters in Winnie the Pooh. You're like, well, Sarah, where are you going with this? It's like <laughs> Eeyore. You know, Eeyore is grumpy, right? Then there's Piglet. There's Pooh. And you think about all the different characters in that. They're a representation of all the different kinds of people you meet in your life. And you have the Will Eeyore ever realize that Eeyore can actually be happy? I think, be, just I like think of uh, Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> when he says to Mary, he's like, so you think? You're saying there's a chance? Yeah. He's always looking to the positive, always being so positive. <laughs> exactly. And I want to bring it back to what we were talking about, which is that gift of negative emotions. And just for our audience to think about, um, there's fear, there's anger, there's guilt, and there's sadness and grief. And if you think about those emotions that are a signal for you to adjust and just to, like we've talked about before, course correct, course correct adjust, um, maybe try to practice that shifting to the positive, which will then open you up to being more solution oriented. Um, it changes your entire life structure when you do that. So fear, you know, is a means of self-protection and preservation. It's a way to find out what you really love. When you're afraid, you look at what you're losing and you learn about your values. 
as well as the attachments you have in your life. And then there's anger. And anger can be born out of love of self or others. When you're angry, it's because you feel that someone or something is somehow a threat to yourself or someone or something that you love or value. So that's teaching you something. So all these negative emotions are actually these amazing teachers in life. The guilt helps you really decide who you are. You feel guilty when you say or do something that goes against who you want to be or who you think you should be. Right, So guilt allows you the chance to discover more about yourself and to change your behavior to fit into that ideal you, to think about how can you live your best life? Ooh, this guilt, it's not settling well with you. What can you do about that? And then there's sadness and grief. It helps you remember your vulnerability in this world. It keeps things in perspective. It gives you an opportunity to grow. It teaches you about what's valuable to you. And it helps you learn about how to appreciate your life more. So these negative emotions, fear, anger, guilt, sadness, and grief are actually like the biggest teachers that we have to help you learn to be the best version of yourself. So, you know, we need to give them a hand. Those four emotions, good job, emotions. And I could certainly speak on the topic of grief, being that I do so much work with the Aluna Foundation and writing blogs for grieving parents. I've seen two separate worlds. You know, I've seen the worlds where there are people who experience this traumatic loss and grief and pull together and do something better and take their lives and show appreciation and gratitude and show uh, their children a different path. And there are those that get stuck in the grief and sink into it and don't do anything with purpose greater than themselves to help to turn their life around and appreciate what, what is actually still good in life and that there's still a lot of life left to live. Sometimes they do eventually get there, but I do notice, you know, there's two totally separate worlds in the grief world. And a lot of times these families will bond together and do something even bigger than themselves to put things in perspective and to show the world that, Yes, we suffered this very traumatic loss, but yes, there is still so much life left to live. Yeah, that reminds me of um, Andrew's Angels. Is that what they're called? And what they did for that. And I always think that's so amazing, the tragedy they took. And Mm -hmm. if you want to explain that story a little bit, because I just think that's a phenomenal example. For I have friends of ours who lost their son at 17 months. Uh, He drowned in an accident, and they have since formed Andrew's Friends Fund, which is an opportunity for us to raise money as friends and family to build parks so that each children can enjoy moments together and with their families. And we've built, I can't even tell you how many parks right now, countless number of parks in the area that are beautiful areas each park has a rock and a big portrait of Andrew and his mission, and they've really chosen to do something great out of this horrible tragedy, which brings everyone together and keeps Andrew's memory alive, but also puts a lot of things in perspective for people. And I think it's it's amazing because um, I will drive around, and I'm not in the same town that Sheila's in, but I will drive around, and there'll be cars in my town with that sticker on it. Mm-hmm. And again, it brings you back and it reminds you. So it's it's even the little reminders that I see that sticker and I know I need to check and put my life into perspective. And it's just, and that's just like a little ripple effect, like the ripple and the stone in the water, you know, the butterfly effect that the smallest things, just like seeing that sticker, much less huge parks for a bunch of people to enjoy. So it's really um, phenomenal. It goes to show you that they and their positive attitude 
has changed the world. So the power of positive from such a negative situation has changed the world for the better. I feel there's a lot of people who have gone through very traumatic instances in their lives do grasp that concept a lot better of doing more for the greater good to put things in perspective and to remind people how precious life is and that if they're in that all or nothing thinking or that black and white, that there is a gray. You know, their lives are not one way or another. They expected it to go one way. It went a completely different way. They've got to find a middle ground because it's never going to be the same, but they find that middle ground and do something positive out of that tragedy. Absolutely. And I think that's a lesson for everybody to take. So they had a big tragedy and they did something positive, but we can think about all the smaller things we can do to bring into our lives more positivity. And and when we're more positive, we're sharing that. Our light shines brighter and then that's sharing upon everybody else as well. So it's really a service to do to like all the world and humanity. You know, it's a practice um, and an important practice at that for sure. So we talked about identifying those areas of change. And then another thing you could do is check yourself periodically during the day. Stop and evaluate what you're thinking. If you find that your thoughts are mainly negative, try to find a way to put a positive spin on it. Another thing you can do is be open to humor. Give yourself permission to smile or laugh, especially during those difficult times. Seeking humor really helps because that's just going to shift your, your mental framework and you will be able to, again, you know, ah, relax in that parasympathetic nervous system. Shift yourself from maybe too much thinking, too much catastrophizing, too much mental filtering. And one question to ask yourself every day is instead of what do I have to do today, ask yourself what do I get to do today? What do I have the opportunity to do today? It's a really powerful question that you can incorporate into your daily activity. We're going to talk a lot more about that and some other tips on managing your happiness and your positivity on a daily smaller scale basis after we take a short commercial break but before we do make sure that you are following us on follow follow instagram twitter linkedin facebook at fab empowers hashtag gab with fab and hashtag fab empowers to let us know that you're listening visit our website fabempowers.com to get your free gift the latest updates and join our tribe of fabulous women with our monthly membership we will be right back This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. Dr. Rebecca provides a safe, healing environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We're right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Hello, hello, Fab community. It's Sarah and Sheila here, and we are back talking about the power of positive thinking. We are going to be all like Janet Jackson, take control of our lives, and we are going to adjust our attitude so we can live full, productive, happy, peaceful lives. We talked about the gift of negative emotions, fear, anger, guilt, sadness, and grief actually being gifts because they help us to understand more about ourselves. They help us understand what's important to us and who we want to be. We talked a little bit about negative thinking and what kind of negative thinking we do. Do you catastrophize? Do you filter everything to the negative? Do you think about things over and over again without moving forward and taking positive action to correct? Do you get stuck? Are you a black and white thinker thinking just that everything needs to either be good or bad and that there's no middle ground? You got to start to be aware and pay attention to your thoughts 
and identify those areas of change. Where do you need to maybe become a little more positive? Is it at work? Is it in your relationships? Is it just with the way you think and to yourself, the self-talk? Do you check yourself periodically through the day? Stop and evaluate your, what you're thinking. Oh, wow, did I, did I get a little negative there? Being aware of your thoughts. Being open to humor, giving yourself permission to laugh and to smile and to let joy come into your life. The next one I would th- talk about we haven't touched on yet would be healthy li- lifestyle, healthy lifestyle. Do you follow a healthy lifestyle? That's something that is so important and I think dismissed a little bit too much on actually the power of just simple exercise. We talk about exercise and exercise I think is so much associated with like our looks and our, our body image, but it is extremely, if not like one of the most important things you can do for your brain health is to exercise, gets oxygen to the brain. It helps your brain elasticity or plasticity so your brain can heal itself. It helps your hippocampus. The hippocampus is where you store your memories. So you want that hippocampus nice and large and plump and working so you can remember all the amazing things you have in life. Surrounding yourself with positive people. Who in your life can you rely on to be truthful and honest and give you feedback? Or are the people in your life negative? And then do they increase your stress level? So what do you think about that, Sheila? Well, we touched a lot on the whole concept of self-care in our last episode. And that goes along with the exercise and just generally taking care of yourself and taking the time to take care of yourself. I mean, if you are in a situation, let's say, where you hate your job, but all you ever do, like in your waking hours, is work, you're not going to be happy. So designated certain days or times just for pleasure or self-care will begin you'll start to look forward to those moments and start to shift your thinking from just being unhappy all the time to at least getting some type of pleasure out of your day absolutely that's a huge one planning in those fun things that you enjoy doing i um one of the things that they show the most successful students actually doing and I show this to my kids, is that they actually plan in their fun into their study schedule. So the most effective students, and then this goes to work people as well. So when they graduate and they go into the work world, they plan in fun into their day. So a lot of times you might put your calendar and you're like all the work stuff you have to do and all the to-do list of like the tasks you have to do. But how many of you out there actually plan in your fun into every single day? And that is extremely important because the most successful people know that that's a trick. They got to have some fun every day that they're going to look forward to. And it helps get you through all those negative things. And like Robin Ran, our other, um, we interviewed a couple weeks ago, was saying, if you're feeling after six months and you've been feeling the same negative way, then you do need to make some kind of shift in your life. Don't sure. stay there. Don't stay there. And you just mentioned also surrounding yourself around positive people and getting some support. One thing that I like to do is be one of those positive people for other people. And one way that you go about doing that is giving compliments, random compliments, and just making somebody else's day better. It automatically makes your day better. And it could be somebody you know. It could just be somebody in the grocery store where you really like her shoes. You're like, man, I really like those shoes. You look great. And it just makes you happier, and it makes that other person happier. I love that. I think engaging in those random um, quality times with strangers. <laughs> so today, today I went to, we have this really good farmer's market by us. And after I left um, the university to go home before I came to do the podcast, I'm not going to lie, I stopped by the farmer's market. 
I might have gotten a rack of ribs. Just saying. They're delicious there. So I got a rack of ribs that I was going to bring home to my family. But my family's going to eat it all. So, of course, I had to sit in the car. And I was like, I just take two of those little ribs off the end and I'll eat them. And so I'm sitting in my car and I'm like gnawing on ribs. And this guy pulls in, an older gentleman. And I see him look at me and I smile at him and he kind of smiles at me. I could have let it go there. I rolled down the window and I was like... (laughs) Hey, got him just enjoying some ribs. <laughs> he was like, and he said, he was like, oh yeah, that the family will get them, won't they? And I was like, yep. And he's like, you need some quiet time in, in the car to enjoy those ribs. And I was like, I sure do. Otherwise, my family's gonna eat it all. And he just, he and I just like laughed. And he's like, oh yeah, I get it. He's like, my family's gone now. He's like, my youngest is forty-five. <laughs> and he said, um, but I completely understand. I was like, you get to enjoy your ribs. It was so funny, but it was a hilarious moment. And I felt so good after that. And I know he did too. We just laughed. I rolled my window back up, fished my rib, and then pulled out of the parking lot. I'm I'm really hungry. Did you bring me some ribs? <laughs> Sorry. And we discovered it's National Pigs in a Blanket Day. And I actually bought pigs in a blanket too for my daughter. That's so that was just a that was just a crazy coincidence. I'm sorry, Sheila. Next time I will bring you some ribs. I love ribs. I'm I'm all, all about the keto oh, so ribs. Good. So good. Okay, so as we move on from our healthy lifestyle, that is healthy. Let me tell you, that's healthy. Ribs are healthy. from the Amish, and they're the healthiest ribs I can get. And I worked out. I'll eat a salad. I'll eat something green later. So surrounding yourself with positive people. And then another thing, you know, we touch on, and it's really important, is this practice of positive self-talk. Why are you saying things to yourself that you wouldn't say to anybody else? You know, we say these negative, mean things. Would you say that to somebody else? Would you say that to your mama? you got to ask yourself those questions. Be gentle and encouraging with yourself. If a negative thought enters your mind, just evaluate it. You know, say evaluate it like rationally and respond with affirmations. Or ask yourself, like, how else can I approach this? What's another thought I could have instead of this one? And that's actually a really fun game to do. And if you really are a negative person and this is something really challenging for you, then you need to pick a character. And I say this all the time, but like pick someone who is positive. Mary Poppins. I think of her all the time. If I'm like stuck in a negative moment, I'm like, what would Mary Poppins say? We talked about that. Uh, Elle Woods, I love from Legally Blonde. Sheila, who's your person? Who's your positive person you think about? (laughs) Well, Rose from the Golden Girls. Or uh, Phoebe Buffay from Friends. She's always super positive. Um, Andy Bernard from The Office, the Nard Dog. (laughs) I love him. Yeah, those, those kind of positive people where they're always trying to cheer people up or always trying to look at the bright side of, uh, of situations. I love it. Yeah. That just made me think of um, another one, which is starting the day with pos- positive affirmations and talking to yourself in the mirror and today will be a good day. And there's that little girl, Jessica, who is this YouTube. I don't know if you saw it, but it went crazy viral. And it was this little girl with curly hair and she stands on top of the sink and she's like, I like myself. I like my cousins. I like my hair. And it's just amazing. But that is setting her up for such a positive tool to do um, through the rest of her life. If you can start that way, that young, I mean, she's already ahead of game, that little adorable cutie patootie. What else, Sheila? (laughs) The best thing about it is optimism is a learnable quality. So it just does take practice a lot of times. And even though certain things may not go well in your day, still think about that. Well, what did go well in your day? What positive things, even in the morning, if you wake up and you're not feeling it, you're like, I'm tired, I'm cranky, da, 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 da. What happened yesterday that was good? Okay, well, yesterday I had, I did this, this, and this that was great. I'm going to start out today and try and do 
you know, something else that's great, or I'm going to give some people some compliments and see how that changes my day. Or if I get cut off at traffic, I'm going to just take a breath, refocus, recenter, reframe, and assume that they're off to an emergency or there was a reason that they got cut off or, you know, trying to put things back into perspective. Right. And I think um, that's really important. And focusing on the present, we talk a little bit about that, but focusing on the opportunity as well. So if you really are trying to become the best version of yourself, then just having the attitude of opportunity and everything, like, wow, this is an opportunity for me to learn something new or to grow or like have that comeback. You know, you got to have that theme music playing in your head. Like if it's whether it's the Rocky music going on or like I said the other week, Whitney Houston, you know, I'm every woman or champion, whatever it is that you could say, this is an opportunity. And I think too often, again, people get stuck in the drama as opposed to looking at the opportunity. So say you get in, you know, um, a disagreement with your partner or with a friend it can be a great opportunity to like become even closer because you've learned something about each other if you allow that. And it's the allowing of it to happen. People get stuck and they put up their defenses and they don't necessarily allow the positive to come in, the growth potential to come in. And so audience, I want you to think about that. Are you open to the idea that even those negative things, experiences that are happening, the little fights, the little tips, that they're all opportunity. And if you... Have a growth mindset, meaning you believe you're here to grow in all different dimensions of yourself, then you're going to feel better. You're going to have more peace. You're going to have more joy in your life because you realize this is all a part of the journey. I think a lot of times when people just, I don't know, for whatever reason, some people just, I guess, think things are supposed to be easy. It's not. Right. <laughs> life is not easy. And that kind of misnomer that, you know, oh my gosh, I feel a negative feeling or, oh, there was drama. You're going to have that in your life. You can either have the drama go on and on and on and hold grudges and, you know, fixate on negative thoughts or you can move forward and like they really turn into a badass like Wendy said, our other guest <laughs> that we had. Major badassery, you know what I mean? Right. And you know yourself best and you know where your challenges are and your weaknesses are. And it would be a great idea if you can develop some coping strategies that will work for you in times when things don't work out, no matter how positively you're speaking to yourself, things are not going to work out. And how do you do how what do you do to compensate? How do you cope with those things? Do you go out and exercise? Do you take a couple breaths? Do you do exercise some self-care? Like what type of things are you going to do to help your self to speak more confidently and more positively about situations that may or may not go your way. There's so many great things that you can do. And um, one other one I want to say that really helped me is when I was thinking negatively in my, you know, when I had a lot of time where I was like a really negative thought and I, before I did all this work, one of the first tools I did was when I would start finding myself, especially night and when I was in bed and I would start finding myself on a stream of negative thinking, I would literally karate chop my negative thought. In my mind, I would visualize and I would karate chop that thought away. And now that worked for me because I was teaching kickboxing at the time. But you got to figure out what works for you. Maybe you're like, bam, and, or shazam, and you have a little something. But you want to have something. And in fact, if you can visualize, um, there is so much scientific proof that visualization is super powerful and can help you shift. Um, studies proving the power of this positive visualization 
has been done over and over again. And you really want to think about how important this work is because it strengthens your immune system. If you have stress and negative feelings, you're going to lose your immune system and your immune system is going to suffer. But if you can turn it into positive and deal with stress quickly and move forward, then your immune system is going to strengthen. And it's so important. It is really important. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope that you are feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to shift your thinking to the power of positive. Make sure you follow us at Fab Empowers and visit our website, fabempowers.com, to get your free gift so you can join our tribe of empowered females. Join us next week as we discuss the importance of your journey to joy. We are going to share our stories and excerpts from our personal journeys, as well as helpful tips, inspiration, and motivation to find your joy. So we hope you enjoyed our episode today. And remember to find a little fab in your every day. Until next time. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Life from Flat to Fabulous. Be sure to join Sheila Turner and Sarah Hartner again next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, make it a fabulous week. 